0: Back off, Edinburgh Airport is lovely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stat Check, episode forty one. And only 40 minutes late, so, you know, we're keeping up, you know, trying to tie it together. We should have waited another minute just to get the, the somatic fallacy, somatic field fallacy, one of the two going. I don't know. It's one of those, maybe. Um, anyway, it would have been funnier. Um, in what appears to be a normal thing this week, um, we're late for reasons other than forgetting to click the go live button like XM1 did on Thursday last week. Um, thank you, everybody, for being with us. I'm Innes. I'm joined by Jeremy and Nathan for this episode of Stat Check. Which is titled "Wheelie Wonka's Golden Ticket," uh, which is possibly my favorite name for an episode yet, uh, in celebration of the fact that our own Jeremy did, in fact, win a golden ticket and a bit in, and like some French bit of Canada. Um, so, first of all, congratulations, Jeremy! Well done. Thank uh, you. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Grand Clash as we get to it. But let's start with the easy bit. How have you guys been?
1: I guess I'll start. I'm. I've been doing great. <laughs> <laughs> uh had a wild weekend of Warhammer in uh in Trois-Vers, or for the those that don't know the word rivers, French yep. yeah literally three rivers uh hilariously there is actually three rivers academy there so there are some english people english people really like the wheel of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not even three rivers it's one river that splits into three branches of, at where it meets another river not even three rivers that's kind of yeah it's kind of disappointing yeah. when i learned that i was yeah. like oh i I thought it was actually like
0: three times
1: yeah i guess it's not as interesting but yeah doing pretty well i mean Um, canada was
0: ever going to be interesting
1: (laughs) well it was a good weekend um hung out with some friends uh bruno always runs a good event uh yeah it was just a good time
0: said the guys who played the dark angels terminators
1: yes Uh, the one of as i was going through my stats this weekend this uh at the end of the weekend uh Ours was one of only two events out of 12 GT Plus events that didn't use the data slate. Canada just refusing, refu- just stuck in the past, as usual.
0: Not late, though. It's two rivers in New Lifetime. I'm so sorry. I have not read that book in a while. Uh, Nathan, how have you been? Nathan, do you have audio yet? We're, I'm stalling for time for you, but...
2: I Can definitely hear you. Can you hear me?
0: <laughs> no, you're coming through the wrong mic. You're so quiet. <laughs> <What a bitch. laughs> Nathan is also having an absolute time. Um, we'll come back to you, Nathan. As for myself, I had a is
2: Relative. it working?
0: Yes, it's working. Out. it's loud, Dang. but normal. Okay, loud but normal. Great. Go for it. I'm gonna finish mine, Nathan. Okay, just go in as. Just As for on. myself, I had a fairly chill weekend, didn't do anything too special, went and did some practice games with Brian, um, did some prep for uh, Warhammer Fest, which is coming up next week, uh, also recorded the Alpine review session with the other guys from the team, so that will be dropping tomorrow on the picture Borders content, otherwise uh, next week for everybody else, um, so if you want to hear more about our Alpine experiences, apologies that neither myself nor Anthony were on the show last week to cover it, uh, it just well wasn't on the cards with the way that travel went um but yeah we have a full episode going through that so if you want to hear about the experiences of our team at that event uh that is all there and we will so yeah go check that out It'll, it's a great two like two hour long show of us just talking about everything from the pairings and preparation and some of the highlights and all that kind of stuff so if you're interested in, in the alpine cup that's the place to go because we're gonna broadly gloss over for you here other than that yeah i was at the alpine cup which we won i'm guessing you guys covered that well. I actually don't watch the show when i'm not on it but um I'm guessing you at least in some part mentioned it, so let's hope for the best.
1: We did mention and we did congratulate you guys on that's having. Fine. That's all. It. That's all I needed to know. While um, we were making excuses for none of you showing up for the show.
0: Yeah, like being tired or still drunk or you know one of the like 17 other reasons. Uh, by the way, next Tuesday, maybe not. Maybe not here either. Um, hopefully, <laughs> Anthony will be back by then. Um, what about yourself,
2: Nathan? I'm currently living proof that a PhD doesn't mean that I'm good at a lot of things, including how to get a uh, streaming setup working on a laptop that I thought was working just fine for streaming purposes. I just spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out why a laptop wasn't allowing me to give permissions to Chrome and then found out that apparently at some point it had just been denied all microphone and camera access. In Windows, oh no! And I had to go into Windows's settings. Apparently, this is not the first time that something like this has ever happened. I definitely have had moments in the lab where it's three PhDs sitting around a printer trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Yeah, and just for anybody who it's doesn't wonderful. know, for
0: to use Streamyard, what we do is we post a link in the Discord, which is just click this. You get joined in. You can you can put your camera in. I'm getting email notifications <laughs> I'm like Nathan,
2: what are you doing? I know, but it like, had my. It has my settings in it. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, yeah, that um, was,
0: that's why we were a little bit late today. Uh, the uh, other reason they were late is because Nathan got stuck at work. Um, so Nathan caused us to be late for two reasons this week, which is quite impressive. Yeah. I don't think Both? anybody's ever managed to make it late for two
2: reasons before. One for technology that is very not fancy, which is Chrome. And then I was late from work because I was listening to a collaborator talk about very fancy technology. Involving lasers, which I'm sure everybody would love to hear about, but not now. Lasers. Um,
0: lasers. lasers. Yeah, lasers. Somewhere is like distantly, and possibly also Pumba's cat, which if you want to know more about, go and watch the Alpha episode. It's great. Um, Pumba's cat is a significant for... portion of the time licking his head. It's incredible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for for 40K purposes, though, I'm doing a team event with Chris and some other people from the Discord for on TTS. And we put together some matrices for that, so we'll be doing that on TTS over, like, the next month, essentially. Um, and I'm playing Guard in that one with with an entirely different build than what I've not typically done with a you patrol. Triple, of, you play Triple Command Squad? No, I'm playing a Patrol of sirens, which is something I don't use very often. Tower. Triple Command Squad's the way to go two, for Guard now. Two three-man Scout Sentinel squads with Hunter Killer missiles, because apparently <laughs> I've lost my mind. You're going um, for that Alpha, bro look man just you wait you're going to get charged by three scout sentinels with three attacks and they're going to just do terrible things to you or something yeah they Probably actually not. do it's disgusting i hate that unit so much sometimes or or they just stand in front of you and you just don't get to leave your deployment zone at all that's or, also or honestly both like ain't nothing that says it it could be both. both could be all of the above but that's that's about all the 40k stuff i put together the lion um and got him ready for painting. Yep, he assembles so nice. Such a nice model. Yeah, I'm behind on my uh, Primarchs. I don't have an up to date. I don't have Angron
0: or Angron or Lion. I feel like I need to rectify that, but I also can't be bothered. So.
2: Yeah. So I'm painting Marines this week and weekend, which is funny because I'm playing them in a tournament in May. Nice. You playing uh, the friend, that, You playing the Friend Killer list. Yeah, I'm playing like. One of the three Iron Hands lists that were proposed to me in, between various discords, so I'm like assembling a bunch of Vanguard veterans with Lightning Claws, and I may may or may not be testing out a repulsor just to annoy Ennis. <laughs> Why would you do that
0: before then, before the new edition?
2: Just leave it until um, the next edition. It's not even good. I just want to paint it. I don't even care about nice anything. Else. I, I did it paint one cool up model. as well
0: after they previewed the new rules.
2: Yeah. Um, outside of that, it's pretty much just waiting for this edition to die. And trying to keep myself focused on keeping up to date. Because if I don't provide myself with activities to keep me focused on ninth, I'll just kind of like go take a nap and play Total War 3 and Chaos
0: Wars for a while. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. We still need you here every week and being somewhat relevant, so.
2: I know. And as I get older, I've determined that I'm becoming less and less relevant. <laughs> not too often. Oh, that's actually the nicest thing I think I've heard Ines say about anybody ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, w- let's talk about terrible stats for this terrible meta real quick let's do it. while I let's get talk blinded stats. by the sun setting in my face. So we had
0: twelve events this weekend, I believe, of which ten yeah. used the data slate. It's a lot of tournaments. It's good to, good to yeah. see. It's good to see that it's, things aren't dying down as the edition moves on.
1: And we've been actually, consistently having that many events for a while now. But, I mean, if it, it like keeps... getting Weekend was quiet, and that's been it for the past couple months, right? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm.
2: much. And actually, the spread on factions winning events looks mostly okay. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it as we go through the stats. I'll start with the top five performing factions, one of which is a surprise, and then a bunch of others, of which are not. Uh, this is only sorted by win rate because I like to just sort it that way, so you're all just going to have to put up with it. It's not sorted by anything else. Um, our number one faction from the weekend is... Gene Steeler Colt with 15 players and 73% win rate to go with one event win, two Just top swapped scores, by the enemy lines, guys. Nothing changed. Eight See, top tens and a 1.67 over rep.
1: Remember nathan Wild That seventy three percent includes the two events that you that didn't use the slate. Yes. So if you take those two events out.
2: Oh boy. What's the win rate when you take the two events out, Jeremy? man, everybody, nobody believed me when I said somebody was gonna hit Harlequin numbers. (laughs) 50% I don't know what you're talking about somebody definitely. Yes, it is one weekend, but it is pretty funny. Their overrep also isn't like amazing. It's almost a two which is not balanced, but is also not madness. Um. And they didn't win more than one event over the weekend. And there were a lot more events over the weekend than just one. So it's worth keeping an eye on continuously, which we've said about Gene Stealer Cult since arcs dropped, right? And Ennis did just say the major takeaway, which is just switch to behind enemy lines, bro. <laughs> Turns out It's really easy. Um, you don't even really have to change the way you play that much. So True. maybe consider putting a third Acolyte squad in. In second place is Ultramarines. With eleven lies, players. lies. It's a <laughs> 50, 55 point8 not real. 558 percent win rate. One event win, one top four, and two top tens, and a one point one four overrep. So it's probably just fine.
1: By the way, after that you're... is, I'm gonna I'm Go gonna ahead. keep doing this to you. If you filter that down to take out the two events that happened that didn't you that didn't use the slate, all trains drop.
0: Nathan, can we just I believe it the slate data like. <laughs>
2: Uh, where is the filter?
0: Where's the filter? Like, come on, man. Nobody cares about Ground Grand Clash. Like, it's not a real tournament. It was in Quebec. Uh.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, man, there was a filter in here. Now I need to remember where it is. Give me a second.
1: Uh, Honestly, the fastest way to do this is just use the dashboard because it's been updated and it has the filter by meta. Oh,
2: you're right. Look at Cliff go updating the dashboard already.
1: I know he did it within like 20 minutes, of me giving him the data. But yeah, so if perfect. anyone wants to follow along at home, listening to the podcast, go to stat-check.com slash the dash meta and then set the meta to arcs 1.1 Q2 data slate. And the date to 4-23-2023. And yes, Alex Taos, thank you very much for that one. Nathan, you need to meet Innes in person. He'll be nice and regret it because it ruins his image. Nathan's
2: met me. I've, I've <laughs> met Innes in person at Las Vegas. I actually think Innis is quite pleasant. Sorry, people. Innis's exterior of being a jerk is basically not really existent in person.
1: If Innis is abrasive or a jerk to you, you probably deserve it.
2: I don't know about that either. Let's not go, <laughs> let's, let's, go let's, let's not go that far. It or I'm very comfortable with you. Those are kind of the two. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's go down this list then in order of just the arcs of Omen 1.1 data. I'll just skip over some nonsense. What does that say? Two? That's weird. Uh Gene Sealer Colt is in first with I need to extend this. I don't know the, why. I'm just well having so many like so many problems today. <laughs> uh Gene Sealer Colted actually says have a 78% win rate on my screen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> For just arcs. 1.1 quarter two data slate. Um blood angels have a why is it doing this? Are the second place faction? with a, a us sup- above 60% win rate, that I will figure out why it's messing around with my... Nathan,
0: Nathan, there's a picture in the Discord. Is it easier if I just read them out from that and you explain the information? <laughs> no.
2: I'm so tired of this just not working correctly that <laughs> I just don't care anymore.
0: With a 62.5% win rate, uh, with 48 games played. In third place, we have Leagues of OTAD, with a 59.1% win rate and 39 games played. In fourth place, we have Azoyani, who are the best army in the game right now, um, that's just for you, Vic, uh, with a 55.3% <laughs> win rate across 89 games. And in fifth place, we had Chaos Demons with a 54.4% win rate over 60 games. Um, so yeah, 60 so the faction 113 games. Sorry, 113 use. Oh, I'm reading the wrong column. That's
2: Wins. Yeah. Um, this is really tall. I don't know how you guys look at these <laughs> many, this many numbers. Um, <laughs> Normally, I, mean, I things have things a spreadsheet there? with all of them very well organized, and I don't have to try to like retweak my brain to look at the dashboard in order to read it. Um, and the dashboard is amazing, but sometimes I just am not that good at this. That's what it is. So, I'm just not very so, good at this, guys.
0: Some fairly expected factions at the top there. We have Star Calls, we have Chaos Demons, we have uh, Eldar. Factions that aren't up making up the top, we have things like Iron Hands, which hovered around a 49% win rate. Um, some other things you might expect to see at the top. Dark Angels plummeted all the way down to a
2: 457 percent win rate. For for Iron f- Hands, the forty seven f- games played? The funniest thing about Iron Hands still is that it's just base iron hands and then a couple other things like dragging it down real hard. But Master Artisan's Whirlwind of Rage is still at a sixty percent. Um what was that, like five 29% of the games played, so 29 games. And then Born Heroes is at an 80%, which is one person playing it. But Iron Hands base is 46%, with about 53% of the games played as base Iron Hands. Yeah, base Iron Hands is just not very good, guys. Or the, the good people aren't playing as well. There's
0: a little bit of chicken in the egg right.
1: there. Yeah, because you see things like pure Iron Hands, which is 30 heavy
2: intercessors as a list.
0: And honestly, mm-hmm. power to that guy. It's better as White Scars. It's way funnier. They can all advance and
2: shoot. Um, I mean, it's the same story too, funnily enough, for Space Wolves, whose base win rate for Space Wolves is 39%. Because people keep playing base Space Wolves for some reason.
0: They just gotta have our Jack but, and y'all stormcaller. Bro.
2: Born Heroes Whirlwind of Rage is a 51%. And then Master Artisan's Whirlwind of Rage was a 70 but only had one person playing it.
0: Yeah, that's like Jaime-style, which is very, very different, Uh very different playstyle. You're running a lot with more like the Melta and scouts and things like that in that Master Artisan version. Yep. So running at the bottom this month, we had in last place Thousand Suns coming fresh off the buff to Aboar the Witch uh, with a 28.2% <laughs> win rate across 39 games. <laughs> oh. just, just, I'm sorry, Thousand Suns players, I don't know what you did to deserve that data like of uh, Sororitas with a 34% win rate across 25, 23 games. Hmm. We have a whole bunch of Space Marine chapters, Black Templars, Imperial Fists, and Salamanders. Before our next real, Real Faction at Chaos Space Marines with a 42% win rate across 112 games. Really missing out on those, nerf, those buffs again. Um, hmm. I'm not sure why they didn't get
2: anything either. Uh, the only thing Dragon 50 Hikes. for them is one, one person who played Black Legion Dark Forging. <laughs> for Chaos Space Marines, Um, everything else is 50% or below. Uh, Running at the
0: bottom five for major factions, we have Drainites with a 42.9% win rate across 63 games, and Adeptus Mechanicus with a 44% win rate across 42 games, which is actually fairly respectable for ADMEC, like a 44% win rate is better than they've been in a long time. Um, Yeah. So power to the ADMEC guys, like there's still clearly some cool stuff in that book.
2: And Chaos Space Marines still won a GT sized
0: event over the weekend. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, now, I do notice one fun thing there, though. Harlequin's actually below Drakari and win right now. Um, yep, and Drakari took off. and 45% yeah. respectively. Yeah.
2: And, and one thing to note about to, that yeah.
1: is that if you go and then look at the Assyriani numbers, almost all of the lists that are doing really well including a Har- include a Harlequin's patrol.
0: Yeah, because Harlequins yeah. are now just better as a patrol than a main army because the don't have the staying power in a main army anymore. It, yeah. Exactly.
2: Then desolators exist. Yep. I mean that five up in sure uh, minus is and one to hit doesn't really matter when somebody pops, say, like keen senses on some space world desolation marines. I mean or... you're still getting hit at that point, right? But it's true.
0: Depending. Yeah. Anyway, meh is real interesting right now. Um some stuff that I wasn't expecting to see at the top at the top, like Blood Angels, uh Leaks of Voltan as well, doing really well. Uh Chaos Knights and Tau both sitting above 50% win rate. National tournament, Turinids, as well. Um, Turinids sitting with 37 wins and 36 losses. I suppose it now perfectly balanced, um, painfully, because it's not, but you know, that sure does exist. So yep.
1: I
2: will Mostly say that this the next is a few weeks holdout. Yeah, I would say this is a very small data set. And like, if you're seeing some surprise factions in the top five, I would just wait until next week when the data yeah. starts to aggregate a little bit. And somebody then wants to spend a bunch after. of money and donate, I'll take them to Warhammer Fest. <laughs> take what? Tyranids? Tyranids, yeah. I mean, That's you could play a Behemoth Cliff, They've got a 57% win rate as Behemoth. Yeah, I didn't say how much the, high,
0: the donation would need to be. That would need to be a lot of money. <laughs> but that would be funny. Um, I, I can, uh, Brian's in the chat. I rescind my, uh, I rescind my offer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cliff there. might also make good on that.
2: Yeah, Cliff's not... Somebody will force you to play Imperial Fists or Tyranids. I would I would play Tyranids a hundred thousand times before I played Imperial Fists. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely
0: it's good to see Dark Angels in the gutter where they belong. Um I'm very happy to see that. <laughs> I want more events Just... with Dark Angels than you did. Come on, man, back off.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Ennis has found decided that Jeremy is his Anthony today um vanilla takes a break and and gets by to a lot. <laughs> and throw punches at apparently cover oh. poland for me brian <laughs> Ooh. um there's not really a lot I to talk about with the meta called. as it is right now i don't think it's very exciting i think we're just going to see it pan out the way a lot of people have predicted it's going to pan out if something really weird happens then cool I mean, we've got this meta for, they're previewing all the 10th edition rules this weekend because they're going to have playable games of 10th edition at Warhammer Fest is what GW said. I am, this is the reason I want to play Iron Hands the most
0: is that I can just be there and absorb as much 10th edition as I can so I can feed back to not only Discord but also to a private note sheet where I will be doing as much (laughs) as I can to prepare myself for WTC and also coaching purposes. Are you just um, going
2: to be doing like nassim's strategy? That's Nassim also of originally Iron Hands and then Tau Fame, and playing only thirty minutes of each round at most. Well, I hear I hear Nas is on broadsides, so so back to Tau Fame, yeah,
0: okay, yeah, okay, there you go. I mean, there's no no there's no um, nova Char- no nova reactors in the broadside list, so I think we're okay.
2: But <laughs> oh, nassim oh, um, but yeah, like Warhammer Fest is going to have a bunch of tenth edition stuff. Maybe we'll wake up. Super early or super late, I can't remember what the time difference makes it. And live streaming, uh, it's gonna be
0: like 4 a.m. for you guys, whatever. For me, 4 a.m. No.
1: for yeah. Nathan, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
2: oh come on, I'll be Jeremy. let's pretend I'll we're trying. young. I'll uh, let's check pretend out, we're young Snapchat. again, Jeremy. Check not check nope. out on Instagram.
0: I will have as much on there as I visit and can over the weekend. I'll be taking a bunch of pictures, um, and trying to get as much content up there as possible for everything I can see. I'm there for the full three days, um, so I will be doing as much scouting as humanly possible for not only myself but for all of the Stature community. Yep. So check out the Discord if you want to see all the if you want to get all the juicy details because everybody'll be in there in the War RFS
1: Oh yeah. And Arkan Rahal, how quickly was Nas back under town after seeing the slate? The slate dropped and he immediately posted in three different Discords that I'm in with him who wants to game against against nine broadsides.
0: I that mean he has also mentioned me asking it. to borrow my Scout Sentinels and my GSE separately. So like we'll see. But
1: yeah, nest and sticking to an army for longer than... Uh...
0: The three seconds his 12-year-old brain is capable of processing. Yeah,
2: it's, it's true. <laughs> um, All right, go what, do we,
0: what do we want to talk about Jeremy, today? talk to us about Grand Clash. Come on. Yes. You All want. right,
2: go. I
1: will. So this was a... Uh, so Grand Clash is, as far as we know, Canada's largest wargaming convention. Um, I had never heard of it before last year. And uh, it apparently moves year to year. Last year it was in Schwinnigan, which is a hilariously named place. Uh, this year it was in Trois-les-Vers, which is, for anyone who's somewhat familiar with Canadian geography, is halfway between Quebec City and Montreal. So for me, it's about a ended up being about a four hour drive, which is perfectly fine for me for going to a tournament. Um, it was slated to be an eighty person event. Uh, it was the first year that it was being run out of this location. So we only had about 50 odd people to sign up. Um, but the tournament organizer, Bruno, he is a good friend of mine. And he is the assistant captain for Team Canada. Uh, he runs fantastic events out of the Montreal region. Uh, if you're ever in Montreal and want to go to a 40k event, look him up or look up or or reach out to the Imperial East group. Um, but yeah, so he was running it. So we were like, yeah, be more than happy to come out. Um He found out uh, after we'd all signed up and we'd all started making plans to go. um, He found out that the convention organizers had put in for a golden ticket for the event. So we were like, sweet, awesome Uh, chance to compete for a golden ticket. Um, But uh, yeah, so I started prepping for the event a couple months ago. Um, Wasn't entirely sure what I was going to be bringing back then. I knew it was going to be Dark Angels of some flavor because... First love, and if I can win a golden ticket with Archangels, that'd be great. Uh, data slate drops, and it gets announced that we're not using the data slate because the rules lock was originally April 1st, then moved to April 8th, and they didn't want to move the rules lock again. Opinions vary. I think we should have played with the data slate, but is what it is. So, when we once I knew that we weren't running the data slate, I locked in my list, which was uh, 20 Deathwing Terminators, 15 Destillators. A talent master, <laughs> uh, a chaplain, an apothecary, and the ancient uh, unit of infiltrators, and of course my secret tech, an acolyte, which served the entire event to screen out my backfield to make sure that no one ever deep struck or dropped a pod behind my backfield. Yeah. And sometimes he of Cortex Warfare by mistake yeah i made sure that he was always within three inches of a terminator so he never died snipers exist it's a pain in the backside oh yeah oh no 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> anytime i was against snipers you're like you are staying in that ruin right up against the wall um on i'll go through my games real quick because um it was, it was a six round event um i found out at the beginning of the event or a couple i found out a few days before the event that it was best overall that was going to be awarded the ticket um best overall is an archaic uh system. It's a at the combination best system, right? Of sports painting
0: and placement.
1: Yes. But not just painting, hobby, because there was a display board requirement on top of this, which, as we have talked about on the show multiple times, display boards cause issues.
0: This was an adepton level tournament and should be disregarded, is what you're saying.
1: The competition level was pretty fierce for for, for general because um, you did still need to score extremely well because your general score was your Swiss score. It wasn't your battle point score. It was your Swiss score. So you get three points for every win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. Um, and that was 50% of your score, 20% with sportsmanship. So don't be a dick and be really and, and be really friendly towards your opponents. And you got 20 points. And that's why i then
0: for Jeremy almost not getting it despite coming second.
1: Just heartless today, aren't you?
0: I don't know, man. You, you make me start 40 minutes late. This is what you get. <laughs> That's
1: fair. It's late. And this <laughs> needs his beauty rest all the more today.
2: And this <laughs> after midnight cannot be fatter turns into a apparently. In to go with old movie references. And then the, the last 30% before.
1: was hobby, which was a mix of painting, conversion, all of that. So I had a few converted models. I had spent the better part of the last two weeks painting up the rest of my army to a better standard than I usually ever do. Because... I'm more of a, it's tabletop ready, I'll put it on the table kind of guy, not a, I'm going for best painted or best overall. Um, But so yeah, so knew that, knew that going into the event, knew that I basically had to, because of the quality of the hobby there, that I basically had to go undefeated at the event to have a shot at best overall. Uh, So, you know, hence the knuckle dragging list. Um, So round one, I... (laughs) I pair into the only other Dark Angel player at the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Justice! I bet that was fixed. Bruno
0: knew what what he was doing when he did
1: that pairing. Who was running a fluffy Primaris list. He had rights of initiation on his Gravis captain and his Primaris lieutenant. Did he have like custom little nameplates for his guys too? Not quite, but his hop he did he did win one of the best presentation awards at the event.
0: Were Uh, his units like nicknamed like one is like battle scribe roster sheet? Did they like added like manually edited nicknames and lore?
1: No, so and I think one of the reasons that it wasn't was because this was a WTC FAQ event. We also required WTC list submission. So there was not a single list that had lore or nicknames on it. It was you know that's (laughs) the only reason why that wasn't. Uh, I had a pretty good chance of it. So he was super friendly, super nice guy. Um, I, I felt a little guilty for what I did no, to him, didn't. but at the same time, I also I also taught him a lot about his army and how to play it better. Uh, midway through round three, I kind of saw him looking around like he wasn't really interested in playing. So I asked him like Do you want to? Would you like to continue, or do you want to go get some beers?" And he's like, "I don't want. I don't want to cost you any points." That was his attitude. I was like, "Oh, my." Oh, honey, you've not <laughs> you couldn't have if you tried. <laughs> this is a differential event. Um, I locked in the 20 after round two. There is no going back here. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we wrapped up the game. Grabbed a beer. Super friendly guy. Um, chatted with him a little bit more throughout the weekend. Uh, round two, I played into. Uh, I don't know where he's from, unfortunately, because he did mention it to me, but I forgot uh, someone who immediately started joking with me in French that he was going to get a private clinic because he knew who I was. Oh, and and he had, and he had, and he had nice. heard me talking on Statcheck and canhammer and a few other things. So it was just like, yeah, I'm no, I'm about to get my, my my teeth kicked in, but I'm gonna learn from it. And he was running a not terrible farsight enclaves list. It was actually pretty interesting to to play into. Um, I got I forgot how scary Kyyun can be when it comes to hammerheads. <laughs> At which point I lost six terminators to one hammerhead.
0: Oh wow. He, that's fairly impressive.
1: Cause he hit Hex. twice with one shot. Oh, And there it wounded is. twice. No invuln. <laughs> Two terminators dead and six mortal wounds and I didn't make a single feeling of pain. So sorry, four mortal, four terminators dead. And then I lost another one to the chip shooting from the incidental guns on, on that hammerhead. And I was just like, all right. Oh, yeah. Uh this ends now. Desolator stand up walk up from behind a ruin, kill that thing with your with your with your super crack missile launchers. Um fun and balanced unit. Those so those <laughs> things are so wrong. Um yeah, you so we played through
0: for choosing to move, like, but you didn't spend two CP to ignore it.
1: I did so i could hit on twos and reroll ones it was great yeah, it's good, isn't it? i did that almost every single game when i when one unit would pop up from behind a i'd be like oh so they're gonna be hitting on fours now because they're minus one two. i was like nah i don't need the cp for anything else <laughs> uh so yeah friend, like super friendly guy um he Recognized that this is actually credit to him. He recognized how rough the match was going to be for him, so he selected secondaries and played the game from a I'm not gonna get 20 perspective, not I'm gonna try to win it. Um, so someone who he said it was his first tournament, but he actually played extremely well. If I remember correctly, his final record was like three wins, a draw, and two losses.
0: That's respectable
1: for a first tournament. That's amazing. Um, and uh, I yeah. he does know the better way
0: to do that is to like just rush aerospace targeting relays and diving three objectives for decisive action, though, right?
1: So he didn't do the decisive action thing, but he did do aerospace targeting relays because he 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 ran out both of his Devilfish, threw a commander in the back corner, and said aerospace targeting relays these three corners, two of them auto complete, and you're not killing my commander, so I'm going to get three of them. Um, and then he went for assassinate, which was the bigger mistake.
0: Yeah, you just dive three objectives on turn one with Wonka, and then do that three times, you can get twelve on it, and then yep. like you're not getting twenty, but.
1: So he did get three points out of that um, because he, <laughs> the turn that his sunshark bomber came in, it lived on one wound. <laughs> I shot everything into other things and then forgot that the, sh- the sunshark was there. So that was my mistake and I got punished for it because he got a character kill out of it. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, he played the game extremely well. He's was super friendly. Uh, round three was probably the funniest game, but only for me. So I played into Dom, fellow Team Canada member, Uh Innes would have met him last year at the WTC. He was our Grey Knights and Imperial Knight player. Um, he was playing Space Wolves. He had three units of long fangs, a big eight man unit of desolators, uh, some Wolfen, and then all of the, the fast jump pack melee units along with a captain and chaplain support. So it was, a, it was a pretty potent, pretty scary list. No desolations though. Eight desolation reads.
0: Oh, eight? Wow, with three long vines? Yeah. Oh, did you just not have like any Wolf Wolfguard or anything like that?
1: He had three units of Wolfguard, two units of Skyclaws, a unit of Wolfen. Um mm,
0: yeah, I don't like that.
1: And then a single unit of infiltrators.
0: Mm, yeah, no thanks.
1: Yeah, it it, it was an it, it was an interesting list. He did relatively well. I think he finished four one and one at the end of the weekend. Uh and I handed him his first loss. Uh he scored 0 points on Codex Warfare that game. Brutal. Because he killed 5 units all game. Two we'll speeders. Sorry, 4 units all in all, all game. Two speeders in combat, a chaplain in combat, and a unit of terminators in combat. And none of them were done with units that were in the assault doctrine, so it was just a uh, That's awkward. Oops. I, I kind of forced it because I, I I threw speeders onto objectives that he where he had to either heroic onto me to deny the objective and then punch me to death or in such a position that he just couldn't get an angle on it. But the the highlight of that game was Turn 2 he brought all of his shooting to bear, like brought in 3 units of long fangs off of off of the sideboard, moved his desolator so that they could see my terminators, put them all into my terminators and killed six.
2: Now you're all within squad, the hammering the distance. Other squad.
1: Uh, yeah, it was not average. He rolled below on fours. I rolled above on fours. And at that point, I looked at the Terminators and said, That unit goes, tags those two units along fangs, and they'll never shoot again. Uh, that unit's going to stay stay on the middle and score oaths for me for this turn. And then next turn, I'm going to move it up, res a Terminator, and charge your Desolation Marines on your home objective and get shock tactics on your home objective on mission. 22, I think it was. Which is also four bonus points because conversions are fun mission. I held it for the rest of the game. Uh, so he was even losing points. Ouchies. Yeah, he lost two points on primary from uh, not holding his home objective for two turns in a row. Um, so it was a 20. Uh, it was a very one sided game, but it was very much an insight to this is by Terminators. So were are not okay with free storm shields, free, th- free thunder hammers, free cyclone missile launchers, and uh, permanent transhuman. Yeah, but it's also why if you're running Marines, bring a lieutenant, because it's nice to have wound re-rolls yeah. of one when you have all that shooting.
0: I do love my lieutenant. He's a good one. Mm-hmm. He kills so many Baharoths. <laughs> uh, that's how I. That's how I judge things now. It's how many Baharoths do you kill? It's like why Weber's are my number one, and that guy's my number two.
1: Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, round four, I played into a local sisters player, super friendly guy. We had met at a previous GT in Montreal. Um, super nice guy, but again, he knew who I was. He had looked at my list and just said no. Um, <laughs> Smart he guy. scored... Uh, pardon? Smart guy. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was playing Valorous Heart and I will say Valorous Heart Sisters in cover don't die to Desolators.
0: I mean, they died to one mode of Desolators. <laughs>
1: Uh, they save on twos. Not that much. Yeah. Uh But the problem was is that he was also running like 40 combat sisters, so he just couldn't clear me out of the middle. He would send a unit of, every single turn he sent 10 units, that 10 models that were buffed up by Fall into a brick of Terminators and killed 4 Terminators, 3 Terminators, and 3 Terminators. And every single time lost the squad in return. So, Not a good trade. Dang. Um, Yeah, so that that he actually scored of the games that I won. He actually scored the most points uh, because sisters just score because they still take leap of faith because. Turns out you just need to now discard one of your dice instead of using a few of your dice. Um, And when you're not, especially in this particular game where you're not trying to make deep strike charges or anything along those lines, you're just trying to live. It's yeah. not that bad, and then he took. If you Bad he...
0: Sisters army, there are less things to use your leap of faith. I yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, and then shrine, he scored a twelve because I took it away from him at the end of the game.
0: And you know, just turn it into a shrine, a morph and more can dive like thirty terminators onto it.
1: I tried, uh except he kept slowing me down by throwing ten bodies at me every single uh, turn. Yeah, yeah. And you're you not know, getting wouldn't...
0: like three six inch consolidations off of that with the chaplain. And
1: he was being very clever with where he would leave models because I would never kill. 10 on the punchback, I would kill like seven. And then a couple would run to morale. And then I would kill the last one with shooting, which is great for co- codex. But uh, but yeah, he, he was very clever in how he played it and very good at keeping me um, away from that objective, because he recognized what I was trying to do, which was shove 20 terminators down his throat. Uh, yeah, so that was that was that game. Uh, so end of round four. Uh, and there's two of us that are undefeated, and by undefeated I mean there are two of us that have a four-no record. It's myself and my good friend Francois, who we travel down together, so we know we're playing in the morning on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> we rock up. You guys
0: did a four-two event format, which is frankly diluted, but I appreciate it.
1: I love the four-two format. I think
0: it's so much better. But I'm also an endurance player, so I yeah, I'm... no, and
1: and for me, I, I absolutely love it because like by the end of round four, I'm still vibing, um, and a lot of people are pass now um, so yeah and because it, it means at the end of the day on the Sunday you can chill you can hang out you can chat for a little bit and then you can get home at a reasonable time even if you have a four-hour drive home um, so yeah Monday Sunday morning we're we're walking we're up the table play and we're playing mission 11 which is recover the relics I think it's called yeah so we looked we, we looked at the table we declared our secondaries we both took codex oath and banners and then said I'm not leaving my, my ruins.
0: <laughs> Does we have like a second
1: not just win if you do that though? Like... Uh not quite, because you need to win by six.
2: Yeah.
1: Ah, you guys are cowards. So <laughs> we we threw Vanguard launchers and, 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 and uh castellan launchers at each other all game and killed nothing. Oh uh, sorry, we each killed two units. Which were speeders that we had placed too close, and then realized, let's move the speeders away.
0: Oh yeah, uh, no, it's the Iron Hands. Playing that match, you usually put your street sweeps and strats over and let them die and give up zero on it. It's way more fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, turn three, we, we have been we have been shooting Castellan <laughs> launchers at each other's infiltrators on forward objectives, which we realized was very pointless because I was just healing them and bringing a guy back every single turn, and there were sticky objectives. Located, eh? yeah he was just probably he was just like okay this isn't going anywhere and then on turn three i was like i don't gonna do i'm gonna move to the next edge of the board and throw them in trap reserves so you can't shoot them anymore <laughs> at which point he did the same thing and we both just sat there going this isn't going anywhere yeah, and diving the middle for your two ultimate
0: points just gives your opponent two on codex so.
1: and a kill point yeah i so guess whoever, actually...
0: so whoever goes second gets a bonus on turn five maybe i don't know yeah. man. i feel like there was play there these are just there there could finishing. have been
1: play there, but we like we were talking it out. Yeah, Francois just pointed out of the twenty-two games that were played that round, seven of them tied.
0: Yeah, we did. Uh, we did that round one of Home Nations last year, uh, and I think we had like I think across like thirty-two games, we had like seventeen ties in WPC. Yeah. So was, well, we, we looked at it. we were just like. About, like
1: I can leave my ruins and I can shove my terminators forward and try to do and try to connect on the turn afterwards because I have to cross no man's land or and risk you successfully killing the 20 terminators. And then I have nothing protecting my backfield because you're just going to come straight at me because there's nothing like your, your army is now significantly stronger than mine. Or I can wait for you to come to me, which you're never going to do because you have yeah. run into the exact same problem.
0: Yeah, Francois's a coward. Francois definitely has the advantage. I should have gone for it. You can always kill him. You can always kill him. <laughs> I declare you him a coward. Whereas
1: I took the safe thing and I said, I have bought him a turn. I'm going to score my two on oaths at the end of the game and I'm going to win the game by two points.
0: I declare him a coward. That's fine. I'm okay with it. It's you guys can <laughs> play War
1: Masters and settle it. Well, he'd have to earn the right. Like, let's Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's, there's fricking a gauntlet just <laughs> thrown all the way through the internet straight at Francois. Uh,
1: so yeah, so we, we played it out to a draw and it took 30 minutes to play the game because of how we were, we were both cowards, but we both were just like, who cares? Um, Cause we also looked at the tables next to us, knew who our round six opponents were going to be and just started laughing because round six was mission 13 data scry. And there were now four of us that were on four wins and a draw. It was myself francois my really good friend and friend of the show john who was running his guard and not so friend of the show but a friend of us Eric, uh, eric who is running house raven knights
2: what did and you wh- get out of that for the last pairing <laughs> uh, i got the guard uh, what kind of guard was your opponent running <laughs> uh, he was running
1: uh, born soldiers good stuff we were, right. francois and- was just there like i table either of these in 20 minutes who
0: cares yeah, and, and, like, and, and I would I was like one at of these like, more than the other.
2: Yeah. The more interesting thing to me is what Jeremy got paired into because the last thing a guard player wants is to get paired into Iron Hands Desolation Marines and just watch all of his stuff go away from behind, from the other side of the table. Whereas calc targeting can actually be sketch.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely can be when it goes off.
0: It never does, but it can be.
1: It can be. Yeah, so uh, so I played into John. John and I have played multiple times across uh, various GTs, both locally and in, in the Montreal region. I've mentioned him on the show before. He runs an absolutely wonderful restaurant called Canzid in Montreal. Um super friendly at the table, super nice. Uh Innis, you'll get to innocent and Nathan, you'll both get to meet him because he will be at War Masters despite not being involved with the WTC this year. Um, because he knows that oh, it is the Anthony best play to 40K. Him, uh,
0: um yes,
1: he was the guard yeah, player that Anthony I played. The
0: exact and... conversation coming up earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super friendly guy. Um, I everyone in StatCheck will eventually play him. I just love him because he is so wonderful. Um, he is always the greatest of sports um yeah, i
0: need ex- to make this guy a problem for you so that we can prove jerry wrong
2: <laughs> <It's laughs>
1: you're going to be me you'll that's be how, very that's how hard pressed to find a problem with john i will say that right now um but uh unfortunately for john i broke our streak of him going first and uh yeah He was smart. He started most of his stuff off the board. All of his infantry was either in transports or not on the board. So he, so I didn't have much for Desolation Marines to go into. Um, But But not much isn't nothing. (laughs) So the Desolation Marines ended up going. So one thing that we recognize is we were playing on a WTC layout. Uh, It was table two, which has some fairly aggressive fire lanes which meant that I could move Desolation Marines out behind a ruin and see his tank commander. Mm. Mm. So, popped the Desolation Marines into his tank commander, took it down to two wounds, which then meant that all the Desolation Marines shot at the tank, because I was like, you need to fail one Vengor save, and he's dead. And he failed one Vengor save, and then failed the reroll, and the tank exploded. (laughs) It's just rude, really. Which means, for (laughs) anybody not following along at home... There's a wonderful stratagem
0: for the for uh, Imperial Guard called Vengeful Salute that allows them for 1 CP on a battle tank to fire on death with turret weapons, which you can use if you don't explode.
1: Yep. Because he was just like, alright, yeah, I lost the battle tank, but I don't really mind it that much because it's not good into your Terminators because it's a battle cannon. It's AP2. Um, it but the it would have been, been great to kill those Desolation Marines that were sitting right in my face. Uh, and the game kind of snowballed a little bit from there because what also happened in that turn was I had started some infiltrators, my one unit of infiltrators off on the far right hand side just to make an objective stickies so that to force him to come out on me. But what he did was he had, because of how the terrain was laid out, well, in this WTC layout, he had to put two tanks back there to keep them out of line of sight of everything else in my army. Uh, so the infiltrators made a nine inch charge and tagged both the tanks turn one.
2: Yep. That's didn't need a recall for the nine-inch charge either. That's the thing that can happen. <laughs> I do enjoy charging terminal with it with uh,
0: infiltrators. It's one of those like secret hidden modes that nobody ever expected you to do when you pick banners.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them later. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I got, I got charge targets. Yeah. So <laughs> the the rest the, on his turn, he actually got surprisingly lucky, and a and two tanks picked up six terminators. I went, oh, that's a slight problem. Uh, And then they failed to kill any more Terminators for the rest of the game. They killed like two more, I think, the rest of the game. Because what ended up happening over the next two turns was I slowly strung a unit of 10 Terminators across two objectives with the Apothecary and the banner saying you're minus one damage, you have a six, up. feel no pain, you're never dying. And yeah, I basically just strangled him out of primary because it was mission 13 and there was no way for him to score. Um, he still scored, I think three points on differential because guard secondaries are still pretty good. Um, but yeah, the, the turn one charge combined with the tank commander dying combined with the unfavorable terrain made things very uphill for him. And through the whole thing, he was very pleasant, very happy, just a joy to play, uh, the the moment when his spirit kind of broke a little bit was when I made an 8-inch charge onto one of his objectives with 10 Terminators. And he was like, yeah, that's game. There is no way back in now. And it was true because it was, it, was, it, was, it was round three. I took that off, scored shock. I was going to score shock once more on the last objective that he, that he held in No Man's Land. And then the Terminators would just sit there for the rest of the game. Um, all the while, Desolators were doing desolation things. He would bring cassicans in, he would bring infantry in to score boots and to get his, his Nakamund and just get blown off the table the next turn. Uh, yeah, Desolation Marines are really good, but also really terrible.
0: Doesn't sound right, can't imagine.
1: Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, um, so we played a full five rounds. Meanwhile, Francois forced his opponent to concede on the top of two.
0: Yep, uh, sounds about right.
1: He wasn't even allowed to fire his Contemptor battle round two.
0: Sometimes you don't need to.
1: But as he as he pointed out, um, when uh, when Eric did pop calculated targeting on his Crusader, it killed three van vets.
0: Average.
1: Yeah, because well. what happens when you run Raven and you don't have rerolls. I'm sorry, say that, say, that, easy that, say that
0: again. When so you what run happens
2: what? With Raven.
0: <laughs> it's so Canadian the I
2: don't even I don't hear know. a difference anymore. I don't it, know what's It, it going came on. across very Canadian,
0: I don't know. Oh. Um, Right, yeah. let's bounce off. So where did you end up placing in the event? Where did you do for uh, best overall?
1: So I finished second overall in the event. Francois beat me by six differential points. Um, yeah, it, we were we were the two undefeated for the, for the event. He got best general. Um, I got best overall, and people have been told this now, including the second place person. I got it by 0. 0.6 points out of 100. Nice. So, uh, Dom. The guy who I 20'd in round three. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, And the most hilarious part about that was he was playing his teammate round six. And Dom is an exceptionally good player. His teammate is pretty good too, but Dom generally has his number. So Bruno had already marked down Dom for best overall because he was going to get a higher score than me. And then they tied.
2: Oh. Oh.
1: (laughs) Dang. (laughs) <laughs> I felt just a little bad hearing that afterwards, but at the same time, it was yeah, win your games. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I also ended up being shorter because my uh, my Swiss score ended up being lower because I had the draw to Francois. So I was down like seven points out of 100 because of the draw. So right there, you know, if I had decided that I should take the risk and try to beat Francois instead of taking the safe draw it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as close. Mm -hmm.
2: That's why you should just win, obviously, just don't lose, obviously. That's where
1: we're at right now. I have, uh, I am waiting to hear back, but uh, I've got a cool plaque that says I have a golden ticket and a pretty sexy medal on top of that. So
0: nice. We'll add
1: you to the group chat. Um. (laughs) Actually hilariously. I got added to the Canadian group chat about an hour after I was handed the plaque.
0: Nice, perfect. So, congratulations! Well done on the golden ticket. It will be super awesome. Uh, now we just need Anthony to win one, and obviously Nathan um, is probably not going to go to an event. So, come hang out. Um, <laughs> so hey, look, Matt. I your feel...
2: crusade league doesn't have a golden ticket. I'm sorry. I mean, I've I've won GT a GT. I can win another one. I just have You've won more GTs than I have. Fair. Um, uh I guess I'll just go win a GT just for UNS. I'll Fair go, you win, go. A go win a GT with the golden ticket, so you can go to Atlanta with us and be cool. Oh, here's what you should do. You should come up
1: to the Capital Clash Major at the end of July, where we have four tickets to give away.
2: Oh shit! That's a lot so of what, tickets. What, Top four get it a is. ticket. not
0: four good players.
1: Why do no. you need four? Tickets? You know what the best part about this is, is that I already have a ticket. Ross, I already has a one. ticket. <laughs> It's going to be like more like places 6 through 10 that get a ticket by that
2: time. It's just nonsense. I don't know. If I can figure out time off, maybe I'll just fly up and I'll just hang out with Jeremy for a weekend. You don't even have to do well at that tournament. Just go. You'll probably get one. <laughs> just be a warm body. <laughs> I, will, I will
1: say that like Anthony did say that it was probably one of the most competitive, but bet, but. Well run, best best run events that he's been to. So, take that as you may. Honestly, man. Um, all right, let's quickly wrap
0: the plugs, and then we'll do jump into short questions. I'm going to do short plugs this week. I really can't be bothered. Hey, thanks for watching. We love you all. Thanks for being here. Um, we have things you should check out. Live show every Tuesday here on YouTube, 11 p.m. GMT. Various other times across the globe. 6 p.m. Eastern. But that's the one I'm going to remember. But what I'm sticking with. We were a little bit late today. Don't worry, back to normal time as of next week, probably. Mm-hmm. You can also check out the Discord, which you can get access to through the Patreon if you want to get all of our stuff early or chat to us or see all the stuff we're talking about at Warhammer Fest or hear about these events live as they're going. you patreon.com slash stat check, $5 a month gets you access to that and all of our bonus content a week early. Coaching, you can check out stat check.com coaching uh, if you're interested in getting coaching from either myself or Typhus, who is uh, another wonderful player. Um, get in touch as we're coming up to 10th edition. It's a great time to get started on learning a bit about yourself and your problems and what you can improve on uh, to make sure you're fresh and sharp. So if you're interested, reach out. We would love to have you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, drop us an email at coaching at stat We have other shows on the network, and the Matrix and XM1, which are both wonderful shows run by Typhus and kind of Anthony. I suppose just Typhus now. Anthony kind of said where you the Matrix. And XM1, which is run by Tim and Cliff. Those are both live And one they have episodes, XM1 is usually every other week on Thursdays. Next episode should be week on Thursday the most recent one is live on YouTube now and of the matrix is as and when it happens um I suppose technically the Alpine Cup episode that's coming out this week uh probably tomorrow is one of them um so go and check that out although it's not going to be under the same name uh, that'll be out for everybody in just over a week thank you everybody for being with us we're going to jump into show questions now if you want to get your show questions answered best way to do that is be in the discord where you can get your questions guaranteed answered otherwise chuck us a super chat in the twitch stream and we'll definitely get your question and we'll fill in any extras if we have the time Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting us, being with us. We have been doing this for almost a year now. It's super awesome to see the continued support. Thank you so much, everybody. Show sure questions. Let's do it. I'm gonna grab a drink, we'll back in a moment.
2: Okay. So expensive to fly to Ottawa in July. <laughs> What's that about, Jeremy? <laughs> uh, at the end of July, really? Yeah, it's like $400 to fly from Chicago to Ottawa. Yeah. It, the tracker does say the price is very high. But if it wasn't like $450, I probably would. We'll talk. We'll talk about it.
1: We'll find a way to make it work.
2: No, no. Oh, um, we'll do we the same that.
1: thing with you that I did with, in, with with Anthony. Pick him up from the airport, escort him to the event, and then escort him back with a with
2: a massive prize. <laughs> Just. I like the idea. Yes Elowoozle, um, it is direct to Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a direct flight. Uh. Okay. Third questions for tonight's show. What's the next event
0: that S-Asterisk-Asterisk-T-Check will attend, any team events we know about, I something in the US. I don't think we have anything planned as of yet, uh, next week it will definitely be, Alpine, it will be definitely Alpine Cup next year. Uh, we were really really trying to get Brian to... Uh, to payroll um, all of us going to Kansas City with a ringer to steal the golden ticket from Team Art of War. But Anthony Anthony was adamant that that would not happen. And we were trying to steal Anthony from Art of War at the same time, obviously. Um, That ended up not happening, uh, which I personally think coward move on Anthony's part to accept the gauntlet, but whatever. Um, So no, I don't know what the next plan is, but there'll be something.
1: I mean, the whole team will be at the WTCS, and maybe we'll do a little quick 5v5.
0: (laughs) I feel like we're going to have more important things to do, like double-fisting bottles of wine and stuff like that. But you know, <laughs> again, <laughs> to, oh, to, no. to, to confirm again, <laughs> um, what will Stachek do when they run out of Discord questions to answer? Um, stop answering questions. Stop asking questions. Um, you I can, John, for super chatting with
2: $28 for Nathan's plane ticket. I believe <laughs> you can. If you guys want to sponsor my plane ticket, I will definitely figure out my time off to go <laughs>
1: and you'll get to meet John there.
2: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Sure,
1: so all you guys, guys, have to do, we'll you put a little fundraiser all, bar in the
2: bottom of it. Um, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's okay.
0: very nice. Um, Thank you. What will we'll, we'll Sajid do when we have a question to answer? We'll take questions from the chat, the same as always, or we'll just stop the show. Depends how we're feeling at the time. Have you lads tried the Breaking Heads train ter- layout? If so, have you found it? I can't say I've tried it at all. I'm not entirely sure what that is. Breaking Heads, I know, is a German organization.
1: Um, they're WTC-style no layouts. They're they're fairly similar, but they have been adapted for singles play to be a bit more balanced. Um, I played a couple games on them. I god damn it john (laughs) 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 for anyone who is (laughs) Watching, listening to the podcast, not watching every play live stream. John has now given fifty six dollars, and oh, now Francois has given another twenty eight dollars to pay towards I mean, it is player. Canadian dollars, so like you got to remember that's like three pound or four dollars. It's like twenty. It's like twenty US dollars, so we're sixty dollars out of the four hundred. There, we need another three hundred and forty dollars. And now you sound Jesus. like televangelists. <laughs>
2: that is way when will more Anthony than...
0: and Nathan have math lessons? To be fair, I'm waiting for these as well.
2: I don't know. I can teach Anthony instead about random science nonsense. Instead, I might teach Anthony about pulsed infrared we really lasers. Need to rename that t- on. Oh no, I it, wrong. But. it might just become I will teach you, teach Anthony random things that I know about science until he like tells me to stop.
0: How much do we need to reason to what? get in this, to raise in it to, to take notes? An you would have to cover the entirety of my Warhammer Fest tr- event plus another turnaround pop live
1: well you know, no you poland. already told brian cover yeah poland. i told brian poland but poland is going to be
0: an expensive trip so i'm like Dude, he said it's Warner not that much handle. yeah he it's not that much for him <laughs>
2: it's a stat father's
0: day gift yeah you can I, I can't, your orders. i can't explain to you how much <laughs> i need to just very quickly cover how much brian spent for his harlequin's army i'm not going to say the number but it's an inordinate amount of money he spent for his commission paid at the Imagination's Harlequin army. Um, through the order that I believe it's the most expensive thing he owns um, huh. by an order of magnitude so Jesus so like Brian doesn't operate on the same money terms okay Paul isn't that expensive and I want to win Warhammer Fest. so <laughs> Brian if you covered that and I still beat you that would be the funniest thing oh. it's not gonna happen but dm me and we can talk um Televangel's comment makes me taking this to a mega church. I'm really glad we didn't do that. I did not have that long in America. Oh, uh, and no. watching Anthony play Total War sounded more sounds more fun than doing that.
1: Oh, you sweet summer
0: child. I thought you said it was, or you said it was the most expensive thing you'd spent money on. I don't know, man.
1: Oh, Let's this. not do a deep dive into Brian's finances for Let, our, our own not, sakes.
0: That's fine. It makes me it makes me sad. Okay, with the 10th ed indexes, how should competitive players approach breaking down each of the various PDFs? in order to understand the armies and find the broken stuff. Is a case of simply reading each army and unit type one by one, or is there a better method? All right, there's like five things you do when a new, like that's a very, very ballpark number. But the first thing you, you got to do is you have to like, understand the core mechanics of the game, right? That like reading the data sheets does nothing for you if you don't understand the context of the game you're playing. Which means the first thing you should do is understand how the game works and what the missions you're going to be playing are right like what are the functions of basically winning a game of 10th edition like how do you score points how do you continue to win games then with that knowledge and like it helps to read some data sheets as you're doing this like look at the cool ones probably like i would recommend just using like the starter box as a great example for this to just understand it in a smaller context looking at that then will give you an idea of what data sheets can do and what baseline like gw understands is the baseline then with that knowledge you take that into the armies that you're interested in and look for what seems above rate in your section then you'll take that knowledge and then you'll look at another army and it is a lot of just you're going to read all the data sheets you're going to try and put some stuff on the tables as quickly as possible and try and get a, a general sense for what seems better than average at things and then within those years you'll find the things that are better than average that actually work within the context of winning games against other things that are better than average it's a really nebulous process and it's hard to, specify, hard to be like yeah you should just look for these things and these things because what we looked for in eighth edition was different to what we looked for in ninth edition because we had more of an understanding of the way the core mechanics of the game worked. Um, ninth edition I think got broken a lot more quickly than eighth edition. Eighth edition did get broken quickly, but that was because there was pressure on that. Um, index hammer was a nightmare, um, but a lot of it devolves into what is undercosted that you can spam because GW have not have missed um, interactions, anything that gives you action economy, so double moves, double shoots, double fights. Um moving psychic phase, anything like that. Anything that you can stack buffs on. So psychic powers that affect units besides your own, for example, might be something to look at. Um, double stacking characters might be a place to look. So like anything like the lieutenant and captain interaction. Um any units that are really undercosted, just that kind of thing. It's hard to give specific answers because we just don't know what the mechanics of winning games in TED looks like yet. Um but usually fast stuff, action economy, and above rate shooting and combat is the places to start.
1: Yeah, it covers it pretty well. I'd be impressed if someone finds a move in the
0: sake base base 10th, That is true, yeah. Um, but like anything that allows you to like specifically, like a soul burst comes back, just assume that Unnar broken. For example, uh, I know, right? I mean, that's there's, the case
2: I have. there's plenty of good things that'll be immediately obviously good that you can just count on, right? Like yeah, whatever's the in the starter o- box that's undercosted. <clears throat> like the new Oaths of Moment rule for Space Marines is very good, and if we'll see if there are any limitations to it and stuff like that. There are some things that you can, like, there will be some immediate obvious things that are probably busted, but you'll have to dig probably a little deeper, and that will require and we'll also have to see if like, Marines are, if Marines,
0: that ability is busted within the context of the wider game, or just within the context of Marines, like, yep. is being able to nuke one big thing a turn actually that relevant in this edition? Um, sure. Or are Marines super, super highly pointed to the point where they kind of need it in order to be able to trade effectively? Like, you kind of get all
2: these questions where we don't know enough context right now to make any judgments. You're at like 0.5 percent of the total rules at this point because it's be significantly yeah, like, less than that. <laughs> less than 0.5 percent? Oh, yeah. There are like a thousand data sheets in 4K. We've seen less than two. Oh, well, I wasn't counting every <laughs> single data sheet as like a percentage point. That's just nonsense. Yeah. Well, that's not how the percentage of the total game rules works for sure. <laughs> it, it works for me that way. No, I'm okay. just kidding. It is. Uh,
1: kidding. The other thing that I would look out for is layered buffs because that's the one area that GW has consistently missed on areas where you can synergize keywords that maximize auto wounding or auto hitting abilities as an example things that bypass certain stages of rolling are always <coughs> going to skew the game in one way or the other
2: if they are not accurately costed i think Innis just died a little bit but yeah he did <laughs> jeremy is right anything that skips a whole level of variance is like super powerful mm-hmm. so like when all the devastating things that let you do either critical hits or critical wounds and things like that are going to be very good like all the anti-weapons counting as sixes to wound on lower dice are going to be good but the things that on a hit roll of six count as like immediately something else are very very good those things will all be great and in addition where it appears like they're limiting mortal wounds more things like devastating wounds are also going to be relatively powerful
0: Anything that's the only thing in the game that does something as well, always be watchful for.
2: Mm-hmm. The other thing cool. is that you don't necessarily need to do all the parsing by yourself. Parsing these PDFs should be considered a group activity. So yep. listen to experts like Ennis okay. and Jeremy an the and off, Anthony go
0: and, and just stuff place. like that. Just go and
2: try yep. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> our plan is to as soon as we get that index, we are locking down the store that oh, we, we play have. at for a week, maybe two. We have
0: plans for stat check. So we will be discussing the content plan for 10th edition over the next. We've already started working on it. So we have got some really cool things in store for 10th edition launch, uh, which should if it's about two weeks, roughly two months, roughly line up with episode 50, by the way, that's pretty cool. Um, So yeah, uh, wait and see. We've got some cool ideas.
2: Yep. We've got a whole plan. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, but then we have a whole channel in the Discord that nobody else can see. <laughs> okay, which long-rumored but never officially released faction would you expect to see get a full release during 10th? We had rumors about Exodites, for example. Dark it's not going to be Exodites. I hope it's not Exodites. We don't need more Eldar in the game.
2: It's probably going to be Dark Mechanicus or Emperor's Children, because they're going to complete Zopes. the Legion the Legion I want, collection. I want,
0: I want big, weird lizard centaurs to get a new I mean, get they, a faction
2: They could do that. We never thought Squats would come back. It's true. I actually want that fungus army where it's got the guns, but looks like actually a giant mushroom instead of orcs. There's a <laughs> the piece of artwork. Cool. There's a piece of artwork in the core rule book, I think, that shows them off where they're just giant mushrooms with guns. Well, one thing I will say I do
0: want faction primarchs where you can just bring all of the chaos primarchs or all of the imperium primarchs <laughs> in an army, and it's just a legal faction <laughs> with special rules. Um, because the fact that I can't play Godwalker right now makes me upset.
1: That would be very interesting.
0: Okay, Luhan asks, my team has been learning teams for AK by having small scrims. However, our matrices tend to be horr- horrifically and hilariously fucked. Do you have any headline recommendations for how to approach practicing building matrices and doing pairings
2: for a team wholly new to the format? Watch Enter the Matrix and the five and eight round, eight five and eight man pairing review episodes that are up on YouTube. So yeah, that's like a great way to learn the pairing. But
0: the matrix inside specifically, I would say a lot of it is just like if you can't trust the information going to your matrix, they're useless, right? Yeah. Um. So maybe to a degree, try and take the players out of the equation a little bit. Look at the statistics, look at the stats, look at like historical rates for factions, things like that. Yeah. Just go into it with uh, like, you'll be less accurate than if you had your players doing it properly, but go and just look at the stats for what the... Harlequin's versus, you know, turn it's winner it is, and just use that data instead of trying to get you guys to come up with their own. There will be nuance to it. You'll get it wrong by a little bit every time, but that will probably be more accurate than your players guessing badly. Um, and then over time, with experience, you'll pick up better habits for doing it. Um, everybody sucks at matrix when they start. Nobody gets it right. Nobody gets it right off the bat. Um, the practice and Discussing it with your teammates is probably the best one. If you're going to do a matrix, like as a team for like a 5v5 where you're doing like a practice scrim, jump in a Discord call with your team and just go through the list, talk through the matrixes, talk through like how you think the game will go. If you've got a faction expert of the other faction, back and forth it. What are you scared of? What's your win condition? What's your loss condition? How likely are those? And it's a lot more effort. But if you have people, if you're really trying to do it to get better, put more effort in, get more out of it.
1: And I'm going to share this just because this is somewhat relevant to it. If you want to reach out to me and I'm feeling like I have and I have the time, I'm always willing to help teams get set up with the baseline. Because historical data, while not perfect, will at least let you know if you're roughly in the appropriate ballpark, so to speak. Um, and so you can t- you work with something like this, which actually will tell you historically how factions have paired into each other. And this is always a, this is always probably the best starting point if you can't trust your own predictions.
0: What's the highest individual score in there?
1: Uh,
2: I don't know. Let's do this. It'll be no, easy to find know. it.
0: There's a 17 for Assyriani's
2: for against White Scars. There's an eighteen for black Templars into sisters.
1: Yeah, that one's really funny. Because that's actually that's actually across ten games. So it's a small data set, but it's also just like ha how? how? <laughs>
0: <laughs> why did you suck so much
2: yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah, it is average... interesting to see that the average like games are just around like as somebody who doesn't play teams very often it's interesting to see that most of the scores are around eight to 12. yep is what it seems because like over the
0: course of a lot of games with a lot of varied matters you compress the average right because sometimes you're favorite matchups, sometimes you're not so if you have a lot of games that go one way or the other yeah. so this is just arcs swingy. Yeah, um, but if you have a matchup of... that's like very fifteen fivey, then you know either way because it's a coin flip or things like that, it tends towards the middle. You'll also find that because this is based on single data and not teams data, this doesn't account for people playing like cowards. Um, yeah, so right. a matchup that is an eight on the table because if you try to win, you will probably lose and get an eight. It Can often be a ten matchup on the table because if you try to play for a draw, you will get a draw. Yep. Um, so it's difficult. It's always difficult to parse, but this is a great starting point. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Um, So if you want to just
0: screenshot that and use that as your starting point, you're probably going to be better than people throwing darts in the dark.
1: Correct. Because obviously player experience and player knowledge of the matchup is the best thing to go off of, but sometimes you don't have that available. Like national teams will have it, individual teams where it's a bunch of friends going to things. I've done this for other people who are like, I don't know what this matchup looks like at all. Is it something that I should be scared of? Like, Should Harlequins be scared of Dark Angels? yes
0: not anymore but you know generally sure
1: i mean it didn't really change things much
0: oh it sure did they died. It was
1: great well yeah but it's still rough anyways <laughs> that's just something quick that i wanted to share because it is something that you can actually build for yourself Why <laughs> have i not I just imagine? made that a dash or a tab cliff because i like i like making myself useful to teams when they ask me <laughs> these things <laughs> okay, so I don't Lehan want everyone asks, to
0: have it. Ines, do you have any advice that was valuable or that you wish you knew before you capped Scotland for the first time at WC? My general suggestion for that would be we did an entire Editor of the Matrix episode about Team Scotland, mostly focusing on last year. Um, I would highly recommend if you really want to deep dive into what that was like um, coming off of a team that didn't do that great, um, then I would recommend going and checking that. The very brief cliff notes is I wish I had put more pressure on my guys to properly prepare, I wish I had trusted my players on their factions less and spent a bit more time dictating to them what they should have been playing, Um, and just been like, no, you're really good at this, you're doing this, not letting them change what they're doing, Um, because we had a bunch of people who just like flip-flopped and didn't commit, Um, and trusting myself a little bit more in that process rather than putting the trust on the players because all of them were new to it, and I don't want to say hadn't earned it, but like weren't using the trust they had properly. not to disparage my team at all, they were all great guys, but just like the composition of our team just ended, ended up not working because of the way that we made changes. Um, and then at the event, being a little more in charge, I suppose is the only way to do it because it's difficult when you're working with friends a lot to just be, you know, your your friends, you're doing friends, you're doing things with your friends, you're on holiday. But I was there to be in charge, and I maybe should have done that a little more. Um, so that's something I'm still working on. I'm still trying to find that balance. It's difficult though. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if I actually spoke about that in the matrix, but that's a thing I'm, I'm looking at working on for going forward. And we did a better job of that whole nations and it bore out in our results. Um, captainings hard, uh, especially when it's for something with states,
2: whatever the states of WTC are. Mostly just pride really, I suppose.
0: lot aside, the Art of War World Eaters unit tier list seems to be way too reasonable to be real. Anthony, blink ties if you he need help disposing the bodies. Anthony hated that tier list so much he's not here. Um, I've not seen it,
2: so it's it looks m- weird. The only thing that I don't agree with is they put this is a really great visual representation of exactly what none of it, nobody else the score on right now. I know, but I'm just looking at it real quick. The only thing that seems Can you pull odd up a is that chair? sure, I guess <laughs> fine, Jesus. <laughs> Talk about fucking needy. Jesus so, Christ. There
0: are like 45 people watching this live right now who have no idea what in God's green earth you're talking about. I don't and care. Of We're here. definitely <laughs> Here's okay, the tier so list. The, yeah, but... Defilers, Predators, and Moller suck. Hellbrute, sorry, and Forge Fiends. Hellbrutes, Moller Heldrakes, Lord of Skulls, Land Raider, Karn, Terminators re- kind of suck. Angeron is perfectly balanced along with Jackals, Massifications, and Jugger Lord which seems interesting, just describing Angron as balanced is optimistic. The Demon Prince, Rhinos, and one of the eight-bound are strong choices, and Berserkers, the other kind of eight-bound, Spawn and Invocatus are tournament staples. I would bounce the Rhino and the other eight-bound up one, and the Juggerlord up two strong choice, and the Demon down. And then, like, that's, that's it. That's it, honestly the only changes
2: fine. I would say about it.
0: Angron should probably be in... More butchers' nails, please. But
1: I mean, when you have twenty-one data sheets, there's only so far you can go off.
0: <laughs> it's true. Your twenty-one—that is... seems high. Wow, I didn't think that happened. Any really. if as many as G S T—that seems wrong. <laughs> I mean, G S T have thirteen-character data sheets. It's not the same. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, that's um no. It looks mostly fine. I don't have any strong feelings. Anthony's probably crying in a corner of the Juggerlord is below the Demon Prince, but whatever. If <laughs> it makes Anthony upset, it's probably for the best.
2: I don't think I've ever actually seen a Demon Prince being played in a World Leader's list, to be fair. seen a World Eaters player, as unlist writers, put them in there, because they yeah. think it's fun. <laughs> and
1: that's about as far as I got. There was a World Leader player at Gun Clash that brought two Demon Princes. Oh, you did? And no invocatus? No, he had Invocados as well. Invocados okay. was his warlord. Lord Avocado. Look, man, if you don't take the avocado, what are you doing? Probably playing disciples. Being able to buy houses.
0: Everybody knows that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that, that is really the true the true problem with
0: millennials everywhere, yes. <laughs> Lord, because millennials are running Lord Avocado instead of buying houses. Um <laughs> instead of, of buying games. Of tenth edition, will in this need to be able to memorize tenth and share with the rest of us. I'm gonna try, guys. I can't promise I'm gonna be able to memorize tenth edition of Warhammer Fest. I will be doing my utmost. If they let me take, if they let me take a box away, I'll take a box away. We're gonna see what happens. They're not gonna let me do that, but I will try.
1: I mean, Brian <laughs> might get a box with his Brian's warlord. Definitely,
0: yeah, Brian's gonna have a box inside one of his warlord. I've uh, used as basing for his Warhound titan.
2: Just a warhound, Brian. Just a warhound. I know. Get that whole Imperator Titan, I don't think they actually saw one of those. They but definitely, whatever. maybe for Epic. Do you think the data slate changes will change the win rate percentages by affecting
0: mid-tier players while keeping the upper tiers of performance about the same? No, because Dark Angels are going to drop off a cliff, which means the rest of the ecosystem will change around them. Um, and some factions that were being held down by Dark Angels will go up a bit, and some factions that weren't will change.
1: Yeah, and if you go to and rewatch or listen to our deep dive last week, we actually looked at what the meta would look like if you actually just pulled the Dream Stealer called Iron Hands and Dark Angels straight out, um, and the reality is that the top armies remain the top and the bottom armies remain the bottom, and there's a little bit of shuffling in the middle.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's always just a shuffle around the middle, and
1: the mid-table players,
0: like, the meta there is a little less stagnant because a lot of it is down to player skill in individual armies a, a lot of the time, where making up the difference when you're less experienced on a better army can change a lot more, whereas sort of towards the top end that becomes less of a factor. It's always hard to judge these things. Do secondary changes and overall rule changes affect faction runes for different player experience levels in different ways? Stats, guys, that's all you
1: do. Uh, I haven't actually done a deep dive on that, but I can tell you from, at the very least, talking to and guiding players through... Rule changes and data slate cool. changes, and how to adapt your army to that, it definitely does affect it at different levels because players, some better players, tend to adapt much quicker to new metas than less skilled players. Get part you of that is
0: just because being a better player means you're better at skill sets. The R40k adapting is part of that skill set, right? Exactly, and not only
1: that, but also as a better player, you're also playing more games. So, in terms of real time, you're generally just you know, the time that an, an a less experienced player would play a game, you would have played 10 games. And so you've come to terms with what they came to terms with in their first game nine games earlier.
0: Yep. Yeah, entirely. Hobby question Are there any Instagram or YouTube channels you follow for inspiration or just because they're great?
1: Yes. Yes. There are quite a few. Um, off the top of my head, uh, Rogue Hobbies, who just launched her channel absolutely fantastic content super glad to see that she's still making stuff that she's still doing painting videos that she's still um getting her hobby out there um i yeah highly recommend you go check out her channel if you don't know who she was uh she was a presenter for GW um she was part of the only hands um debacle that went down where they stopped showing presenters in their yeah, paint videos
0: is, uh, the for anyone who's not sure
1: um, but, anyways, yeah, she's she set on, on her own now. She's doing her own little thing. Um, her first video was talking with the Rainbow Warriors, which was an absolutely hilarious and wild ride of the history of the Rainbow Warriors through 40K, while also going through a paint tutorial on how to paint up your own Rainbow Warriors. It was a gem to watch and listen to.
0: I watch a lot of conversion videos more than like painting videos. I don't really find painting videos that interesting, but seeing cool conversions yeah. always does it for me. I enjoy the converting part of the hobby a lot more than the painting part, uh, but I try to remember what the guy does. There's a guy who does I, some really cool work conversions that I like, but I can't
2: remember his name. I watch Juan sans El Miniaturista, which is uh, a Spanish guy, I believe, mm-hmm. who has an yeah, Instagram account. and He has a really amazing Patreon full of awesome tutorials. And then NRM Paint is another person who I follow on Instagram and on Patreon, uh, who also puts out really awesome tutorials. There are a bunch of other people to follow as well. Legalized Mischief, which is um, Colin, last name not coming to my brain, who also does an amazing job of painting. I follow a fuck ton of uh, mm-hmm. Instagram Warhammer 40k artists. Rogue Hobbies is one that I follow. And I loved um, their prismatic swords tutorial on YouTube yes. a bunch. That was great. And um, I it, it. It's called uh,
0: Kitbosh. I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube. They do like really cool conversions by like they do things like growing parts um, to make them bigger, like stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I've just never even remotely heard of before. I uh, Highly recommend. He also doesn't paint the models, which is just my favorite part. So it's just like just straight you up know, sprays it, sprays it black at the end. And that's it. <laughs> it's like I don't paint models. <laughs> it's fine. Um, which is like he's my hero for that.
1: That's awesome. Man, um, I follow on the too en- many. <laughs> yeah. I'm going through my Instagram right now on the entertainment side. Um, just if you want funny reels and whatnot, uh, when you're looking for, you know, cheer yourself up after a, a rough game. Uh, Fit Hammer is always really funny, and Cantina Thirteen makes hilarious um, uh, reels of of pop song parodies, almost exclusively having to deal with painting gra- painting models or the lack thereof. And
0: one day know, we'll have a proper podcast based channel. That's what I really want. Um, like one day. Loading ready ready-run for magic. But not,
2: the one other not one that I get. wanted to talk about is uh, Baharoth, the Cry of Old Paint, who is painting yes, he's fantastic a fun. completely recreated version of that throne room scene with Rabu Kiliman in it. And I just want to share a picture of it because I think it's just so damned amazing that I'm going to share it on my screen for people who are in, in check. Because so I think this thing is amazing. Like, this is some nonsense. He built this. Jesus. <laughs> and it's just, and is painting it with oils It's absolutely just the most wild process to watch. That's yeah. all. He does a lot of really cool versions. Actually ridiculous. And you should go and follow them. Which I apparently don't do, and I'm going to follow them right now.
1: <laughs> Fix that problem. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm going
2: to go actually follow him now as well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it is probably the most over the top and ridiculous thing that i've ever seen in my entire life it is also apparently the size of a toddler just putting it out there it's huge yeah there's a
0: there's a picture of him painting it as his pinned mm-hmm. tweet so uh highly
2: recommend Yep. Um, honestly go on go on instagram and just like put in your armies, like thing is a tag and you will find all sorts of amazing artists on Instagram who are just looking for people to follow them. And a lot of people who put out amazing tutorials for you to watch if you like that sort of thing. Instagram was just for pictures. It was just for videos of
0: women dancing.
2: That's TikTok.
0: Oh, okay. Are they not the same thing?
1: They're not. Instagram is TikTok Reels a week later. Uh, I <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> Usually
1: You're with not the TikTok wrong. Um, watermark burned in. Yeah,
2: yeah, not not even cut out. Just for the just for the lights. I guys. think there was like
0: one question from Chad that was worth looking at. Um, that was from McGorp. Uh Do we think? Do we think GSC seventy eight percent win rate is a problem? Nope.
2: I it's one week. Still... I still maintain the position that I put in the Goonhammer roundtable is that I will wait to see if Gene Sealer Cult are a problem when they become a problem with more than twelve people playing them. And I remain and they never uncon- will be
0: because there, ne- there will never be more than twelve people playing them. Yeah, I remain there's only thirteen uncon- characters
2: in the Codex. I remain unconvinced that a faction that's play rate has never gotten higher than like a dozen people will be a problem.
1: Yeah. Now they are a problem in that. When you run into them, if you don't know what they do, they're a mind fuck,
0: oh yeah, you I put people at like the top level that have no idea what cults do. It's great. I also mm-hmm. watch people play cults, and I'm like, "I don't know what you're doing, so you know there's there's levels to this.
1: <laughs> we have an internal scrim going on right now, and uh the the two g s c players paired into each other, yeah, I and was, they're just like, that last week How do we?
0: How would you go about organizing and spreading the word of your event? Um, i mostly just use Facebook Facebook to do it. Like you can, generally, if you've got a decent set of like community groups that you're in that are for your local area, spam it a few times. Like once when the event launches, once three months before, once a month before, uh, and just like get the name out there. Um, there's a bunch of places for for most most communities will have like an event calendar of some kind. I know for the UK there's a UK event calendar on Facebook. There's also the UKTC event calendar. I'm guessing there's similar things for America and Canada. I know UTC yeah. for Goonhammer has one. Um, ITC will put one on the website if you apply for a token and send them an email. Um that's one way to do it. The other one is just like speak to your local community people. So if you've got like um like your national team has a team page, has an event, has a page or anything like that, chuck it up there. Um just message up the message. Most people are
2: pretty happy to advertise. Become a friend of the stat check show and then we'll we'll talk about your event randomly. I really on should there. plug my event on here at some point. I'm not going you to, should. Me, but I really you should. Once I mean, you get that's how, to it, that's it's how we like
1: three weeks. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> how we've that's how we've plugged events like at all. It's is like that people have two asked weeks on us Saturday? That, <laughs> like, Jesus. All right.
1: Innes, details about your event now. Oh
0: yeah, I'm running an event in Scotland in two weeks on Friday, I guess. It's called Clam Wars Scottish Open 3. It's in Nightly Gaming at Bathgate. If you're interested, um, drop us a message on Facebook at Team 12 and 4K, or drop me a message on Discord, and I can send you the details. It's uh, five rounds with the top cut for the top two players. I think I have, like, 14 tickets left, but I can theoretically go up to 200 people in the space. So, you know, <laughs> drop me a message. We're at, just, like, 50 just now. Just a few. Just a few um, more. We don't have a golden ticket, because no events in Scotland have a golden ticket. Um, that feels like an oversight, but also a very targeted slight. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm not going to apply for one based on my history with GW, so, you know, uh, it is in Batgate, so I do apologize for that, but Batgate's pretty close to Edinburgh if anybody's interested in flying in, um, flying a It'll be a cool event, We've, it's a really cool venue, uh, we're using WC Tour. Um, but yeah,
2: if you talk, talk to us... I'm going to run a team
0: value. event in November if anybody wants to come to that as well, same venue, but nice. nobody knows about that now, so that's actually the announcement of that. Um, so what, like two
1: weeks <laughs> before GW, Atlanta? Uh, it'll be after GW, Atlanta why because
0: though. well because San Diego is two weeks before G W Atlanta.
1: Oh no, right. We haven't talked about San Diego, have we? No, we haven't. Oh, San no. Diego
0: is two weeks before G W Atlanta. Then Coventry's the weekend after, and then G W Atlanta.
2: There's so much going <laughs> well, on this fall. We will have a busy November. <laughs> There's so much going on this fall, and I have no idea how to start planning for it. Well, the simple answer is don't come, don't fly back to the UK for Coventry like I'm going to. Yeah, I'm not um, going to do that.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Anthony this is going to become
1: done. best friends with the uh, the
2: airport security guys at uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> so all well, yeah, all two sheep who manage that entrance. So will to know as for, for
0: First
2: of reason. all, Nathan,
0: yeah. back off. Edinburgh Airport is lovely. We've uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to go to the Wiener
2: terminals. Um, <laughs> Well, that's because Reiner, if they could just tranquilize all of you and throw you in, like, and stack you, I would do choose. that. I could pick a choice, or that. I could go to San Diego, then
0: Coventry, then Atlanta, Georgia, and that sounds way more fun. And then Bathgate.
2: You know, when is when is the event in Atlanta again? November eighteenth and nineteenth. Okay. That's the I'm just curious, I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's going to be a busy a busy fall for the. We statutes. should at some point probably like announce the San Diego stuff. But... We should. No.
0: We should really we should message Steve and, like yeah,
1: talk yeah
2: let's that. talk to him. Um yeah. there's a whole bunch of background that do for that. There's some background stuff that you guys will get later if you pay attention to the static team. But also we if know, you we'll want us plans going to uh, it's gonna be great. It's yeah, we great. got a we got a lot of plans, but if you guys want your event to be talked about or known by us, you should just let us know and we can talk We're about it. I'm just gonna drop it, gonna it in, event in event there because, because they've like, already put us the on their plan. website
1: and we can talk about it more.
2: Oh. are we <laughs> yeah, we're already on their website.
1: So we'll talk more about this on a later show when, we, when we're getting closer to it. Um, but some good friends of ours are running a massive tournament in California called the California Cup. Uh, and they've they approached us and we are going to be helping them out with a bunch of things.
2: Oh, we are on your website Cool. Yeah, we're going to be sort all, doing all sorts of stuff for them. So just watch that space and watch this space for more information about that space.
0: Oh yeah, the uh, the thing on the thing that yeah, it's already up. Cool, that's I yeah. had no
2: there's, idea. There's, I didn't know it was up one, there until I just went there. So there's <laughs> one last actual question from Contact Lost, which is how to do proper target priority when your opponent is playing the target saturation game. I don't know. Why I play Iron Hands. Target priority is fake. Kill everything in line <laughs> of sight. Uh,
0: no. So the real answer is you just have to. <laughs> you just have to make judgment calls, right? Um, Yeah. You've got to assess very broadly deadliness, point scoring potential, closeness are like the three things that matter. And then you'll decide what order of priority that matters. If it doesn't matter that they're close to you, kill the deadly stuff. If it doesn't matter that they're deadly, kill the scoring stuff, right? Like you've got to just work through that process. You will be making an evaluation in the game based on the current situation. The best way to do it, I would almost always default to scoriness until you get better at target priority. Um, If you kill their scoring, you will probably win the game as long as you know the other factors don't matter too much but that's a target priority like it doesn't overrule Like you're always gonna have to be judgment calls about this unfortunately there's no way to shortcut target priority i like what brian says panic and shoot the grots in the backfield
1: i mean (laughs) you
2: could just do what i did last weekend and just kill all the
0: grots turn one
1: exactly kill everything in line of sight worry about
0: the scoring layer
2: if you have desolation marines just do whatever you want (laughs) and win just pick up just dice and throw them shots at your and opponent. With
0: all of them on twos on turn one, that's what's what I recommend. You can also do that. Yes, you can do that. Um, yeah, ease of killing also factors into <laughs> that. Like there, mm-hmm. it, it's a whole thing. You're just gonna have to make your judgments. There yeah. is no there is no shortcut. to target priority. Um, Stop using day, averages to do it. Yeah, it's always going to be one of those things that differentiates um, players because there are a lot of things where you can just be like, you made a decision that was a mistake here. And there's a lot of things where you can be like, you made the decision that was a choice here, and you can discuss the <laughs> merits of both options, but none of them are ever going to always be right. Um, target part is one of those things where even top players will disagree significantly because there is never a right answer. There is always just the answer that progresses the game state in a way that you're comfortable with. Um, so play for like, the easiest way to do it is play in a way that makes you comfortable. If having units close to you makes you uncomfortable, kill those ones first and figure out the rest later. If you're always worried about your point scoring, Kill their scoring, let them charge you, just play around it. Um, it's, it's a lot of where different approaches to the game differentiate, is how you approach higher priority when you have lots of choices. Yep. Yeah. Something, something, Alpine video. Yep, there is an Alpine video. It will be out tomorrow, UK. I will be uploading it in the morning and then it will probably go live sometime around dinner time, UK time, which will be lunchtime, US. Uh, it will be on the YouTube channel for everybody who is a Patreon member patreon.com uh, slash c slash stat check uh, for five dollars a month you'll get access to all the bonus content including that video it will be live for everybody else a week later so a week tomorrow which will be wednesday the somethingth of march of may um so start of may if you're looking for the album video and you're not a picture member but if you're not a picture member why are you not a picture member come check it out We're, we don't bite, except Jeremy occasionally um and that's a threat right I considered a promise you can consider it whatever you want right guys that's going to do it for us thank you so much to everybody for being here i'm going to refer you back to the earlier blog section because i cannot be bothered uh thank you so much everybody like button hit like button share tell friend tell a friend that's what i want you to do this week go and tell a friend that they should probably consider watching stat check because if they don't then what like if you're not watching the best 40k content out there right now you could at least watch us
2: We hope that you all have a lovely evening.
0: Good luck at any tournaments. If you're at Warhammer Fest, come and say hi. I would, love to, I would love to see you and have a great weekend. Good luck at any tournaments.
2: Bye-bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.